Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala eşrefil enbiyai vel mursalin. Muhammedur Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem teslimen kathiren kathiren. Fama ba'du. My brothers and sisters, today we prayed janaza for our brother Dawud sahib who was 92. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant him Jannatul Firdausul Ala Baqir Hisab and to fill his cover with his noor and to make his cover a garden from among the gardens of Jannah, inshallah. We know from the hadith of Rasulullah who said that when the slave reaches 80 years of age with Iman, man or woman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders the Kiraman Katibin, the recording angels, to lift the pen. And this Allah says, This is my slave, he is free. I have freed his neck from the hellfire. He will be in Jannah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that for our brother who passed away, inshallah. As I was praying janaza for him today, I was thinking to myself of how incredibly fortunate and how incredibly lucky I am. And I say the same thing to you that you are the luckiest people on the face of the earth. Do you know why? Because you are alive. No other reason, because you are alive. Even if you had been idol worshippers, which you are not, you would still be the luckiest people on the face of the earth because you were alive. Why do I say that? Why would you be luckiest people even if you were not Muslim, even if you were idol worshippers, you were atheists or whatever? Why? You have a chance of making istighfar and tawbah. Uh, like one of our Urdu shayars, he said, Na hota gar ye tawbah ka sahara hum kaha jate. He said, if they didn't have the support of tawbah, where would we go? What would we do? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had said that, your amal will be recorded and whatever you do will be recorded you will be dealt with according to that but once something is written it's written khalas that's it you can't there's no going back if allah had said that what would we do tell me huh? Ajib, huh? because just think of it i am sure and this is something that we must always keep to ourselves this is not anything bad you did which Allah has hidden, keep it to yourself. Never show anybody, never tell anybody. It's between the Abd and the Rabb. But I'm sure all of us will have something or the other that we regret with hindsight. Maybe small, maybe big, whatever Allah said. But Alhamdulillah, when we think of that, and Imam, Imam Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi said, it is a sign of the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he causes the slave to remember his sins over and over again. Hmm? It's a sign of the mercy of Allah that you remember the same thing over, even though you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you make sincere tawbah, Allah forgives. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives, it's gone, finished, it doesn't exist. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders the recording angels to wipe the slate clean 
So not only is the sin which you did, not only is it scored out, imagine imagine a list, right? So in the list there is this amal, whatever action you did. And now you make tawbah, you make, you repent. So one of, one possibility is that there is a line across it. It's scored out. So we will not count this. But it is still there. No, it's still written in the list. It's just scored out. But Allah does not even, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders this thing to be wiped out. Even the memory of the angel is wiped out. This is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Furqan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah will convert that and change the evil deed into a good deed. When you make the tawbah and istighfar with sincerity, when you repent with sincerity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will convert the evil deeds into good deeds. But supposing we did not have this. So we are lucky because our books are still open. And there is still opportunity to, yeah, to do good, to undo whatever we did, which we now know was wrong. And that is why said Aisha Siddiqa, she said, every man, every person is an author. And the book will be published on the Day of Judgment. Right? Today you are writing. Up to you. You want to keep it in the book, it will stay there. You want to delete it, delete it. But if you die with the thing in the book, then it is there. Then there is no deletion after death. Once you have died, you have died. Then it's khalas. Record is closed. Now imagine, put yourself in the position of the person who is in the grave. This person, what is he thinking? Right? This person, what is he thinking? Because once you see Malakul Maud, then everything becomes clear, which is, what are my real assets and what are my liabilities? Today, I bet if I, if you weren't sitting here with this preamble to the conversation, if I had simply asked you, uh, my brother Mahar is there, huh? he's one of my oldest friends here. Uh, if I say, Mahar, what are your assets? So Mahar will say, this is, this is, this, 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 you know. This properties and whatever, right? You ask me, you ask anybody. How do we express our assets? Cash. If you have shares, then portfolio value. If you have property, then those property value the properties. Right? Uh, if you have cars and stuff, then maybe vehicles. If you have jewelry, then jewelry, so gold and whatnot. This is asset, no? At the most, you might say, well, you know, my assets are also my children. I have good children, mashallah, they, they, so on and so on. But what are the real assets of a person? Uh, to give you a hint. Exactly. Rasulullah one day came back home from somewhere. And our mother said, Aisha Siddiqah, she said to me, Rasulullah, somebody sent a sheep. I had it slaughtered and I distributed and I... Everything is spent, gone. I give it, give it all away in charity. I saved only one thing, which is the shoulder. He used to, he used to like to eat the shoulder meat. So she said, I only saved one thing, which is the shoulder. He said, Aisha, everything you gave away in charity is saved, except that shoulder. Huh? What is he doing? He's teaching her and he's teaching us the reality of how to see assets and liabilities.
right? Interpretation of what is an asset, what's a liability. Now, if we take that explanation of Nabi alayhi salam, then the asset is what left your hand in this world. The liability is what you, you, you held on to. Because when I die, whatever I held on to is going to go to my heirs. If they are good, they will take it and make dua for me. Otherwise, they'll fight over it. The lawyers will benefit. No, I mean, this is happening in the world, right? Brother on brother against brother, brother against sister. I know a case where children have sued the mother. This is what wealth does. Because a lot of money in world. Children have sued the mother. What, what, what is, uh, you know, what is worse than that? Think about that. Mother again, under whose feet is Jannah. You want to file a case against her. But this is what money does. So if I hang on to this thing, that is gone. This is what will happen, right? Whereas what I spend, what has left my hand, is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is with blessing and permanent. There's no loss in that. What I hang on to, my assets, if it is shares, portfolios, go up and down, depending on markets. Land, value goes up and down, depending on markets. Same thing for gold, same thing but for jewelry. Vehicles, there's no up and down, they only go down. Because depreciates, right? Over time. Cash, inflation, only one way, down. But what is with Allah is only going up. There's no inflation. There's no market fluctuation. There's no loss of value. Only upwards. The question is, we know this. Therefore, how are we going to build our real portfolio? End of the day, believe me, everything I am telling you or anything which anybody can tell you. You bring the biggest alim of the world and you sit him down in this chair and you tell, and you tell him, please give us nasiya. What will he say? Exactly the same thing. Because that's all there is. There is nothing new in deen. And Alhamdulillah. What is in deen is good and old. It's from what was revealed to Rasulullah There's nothing new. If somebody is inventing something new, there's a problem. The issue is, do I believe this? Really and truly believe it. And if I do believe it, then it must be visible in my actions. That's when Nabi said, when a person dies and he Three things. One part of his, whatever associated with him, remains behind in the home. Another part goes to the graveyard. And the third part goes with him into the grave. So what remains behind is all of this. Money and this and that and land and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. What goes to the graveyard are the friends, relatives, whoever. Take the body, put the body in the grave. And then what goes with him? 
So now when we think about what am I accumulating, what am I, where, where is my attention focused on, we need to think about these three things. Which one is it focused on? Is it focused on that which will go with me? Or is it focused on that which is going to stay behind? <clears throat> I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jala to enable us to truly understand this deen and to live by this deen by demonstrating it in our actions. Not demonstrating for anybody else, but for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to make tawbah before we die. We ask Allah to forgive us before we die. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us death on Islam, Khatima bil khair, in his path, in his obedience. And we ask Allah to make the last of our actions the best of our actions, and the last of our days the best of our days, and the best day to be the day when we meet him, Jalla Jalla Ruh.